What's going on, guys? Uh, hearing from me a little bit early this week. That's because this is the first episode of our Football Fridays uh, presented by FenleyRoadSports.com. Uh, every Friday uh, in the football season, we're going to post uh, just a mini episode previewing the, the Cleveland Browns uh, matchup of the week and when needed, uh, the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes matchup because you know, sometimes they do play uh, some cupcakes, Chris, you know, we'll, we'll admit it. <laughs> um, but this week, we're, we're certainly going to preview both of them. Um, Chris, what, what's going on? Uh, happy Friday to you and uh, excited for some football. Happy Friday, man. I get the uh, high school football fix on here. About to do that. Cover a game here. Um, we got a big matchup in the high school land, uh, Avon against Midview. Very big uh, rivalry in western Cuyahoga County. I, I am not covering that game, but it is definitely one we're gonna, I'm going to keep my eye on. Um, so throwing a little high school football in here as well. So we've got a full football Friday to kick this thing off, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, all right. Well, you know, this Sunday home opener for, for the Browns hosting, uh, our arch rival, I guess, rival Baltimore Ravens, uh, coming to town. Uh, Chris, what, what do you think about this matchup? Well, rivals being nice, that implies the other team <laughs> has a chance. Uh, Baltimore is the big brother here. Uh, not to use an overused phrase, but the Ravens just have always really had the Browns number, um, you know, Joe Flacco and Ben Roethlisberger, I think, have only lost to the Browns maybe like three times each in their career. I mean, that's that's how bad the Steelers and Ravens have owned this team. So this is another one of those kind of games. Uh, the Browns certainly are the little brother this year. You know, we've said this over and over again, you know, all the youth, all the inexperience, and now RG3 out for eight weeks. So you're already making a quarterback switch and you have only played one game. So it, it is looking like the typical Brown season, but even worse, uh, not a lot of optimism here in Cleveland right now. No, definitely not. But, you know, consider the starter for the Browns now, Josh McCowan, and the week he had against Baltimore last year uh, you're not optimistic at all that he can repeat that success uh, Baltimore's a little healthier this year Bob I mean Terrell Suggs got hurt early in Baltimore's year um, so I think you saw what the Ravens did to the Bills last week and, and the Bills by all accounts are a team that a lot of people were were saying were maybe a dark horse AFC wildcard contender and the Ravens you know definitely made um, made them look a little bit mortal so I think the Ravens defense is healthy and back and uh, I don't think the Browns are going to have a lot of success against them yeah I, I don't really think so either so so what, what are you looking for from from the Browns offense this week week two already a new quarterback you know what, what should we look for well, last week, a man named Gary Barnage had two targets and no catches. So I think that definitely needs to change if the Browns are going to have success against Baltimore. They need to get this guy involved. He was their best pass catcher last year. I think he's still their best pass catcher this year with all due respect to some of the young guys they have on their team. He's certainly the most experienced. And I think Josh McCown will help with him because he and McCown had a very good rapport last year. So definitely, I, I think you want to see Gary Barnage more involved in this offense, featured a little bit more. And um, I, I, I just think that if he can get going, that may make things a little easier on some of these young guys and the running game. So definitely want to see more than a big fat goose egg from Gary Barnage. And, and I don't think that that's going to happen again. I, I think he's too good to just be shut out. 
Yeah, for sure. And with with uh, Gronk being hurt, I think even uh, Eifert was out last week. Yeah, a lot of fantasy owners disappointed in Gary Barnage. Uh, let a lot of people down. So uh, fantasy comes second, but come on, Gary, you know, catch some balls or something. Um, <laughs> you know, on the flip side of the ball, uh, man, the the Browns. I'm I'm looking for anybody to just to show up to step up you know maybe one of those young guys can we get a pass rush against these ravens the bills were able to get four sacks against the ravens but the bills have a nasty defensive front that actually has some accomplished pass rushers so i don't know if that's a a a trend that can continue for the browns um normally it's can't they stop the run but with the ravens it wasn't just the uh defense that that lost a lot of people last year you know the ravens offense just fell apart as well and now they've added in Mike Wallace and their first round rookie who didn't play last year Brashad Perriman two burners downfield targets and Joe Flacco with one of those with one of those powerful arms in the league put those guys to use uh Mike Wallace 91 yards off of three receptions that's a 30 uh yard per catch average and then Brashad Perriman with only one catch but it was a 35 yard catch so that secondary for the Browns is going to be tested and they're going to be running because those guys are going to be gunning down the field. And I think uh, expect some big plays from, from one of those guys. Yeah, certainly, especially with the way Philadelphia torched the Browns secondary last week. Yeah. Um, but Bob, uh, you know, last week we did the entire Browns schedule. We both picked this as a loss. Uh, I didn't see anything on Sunday that would change that pick. Do you think the Browns are going to win this week? No, I I don't think so. Um, especially you know the Ravens. That wasn't uh, a head turning win, but it was impressive to to win against to win that way against the Bills was impressive. So I think the Ravens are are back, and I think they're going to win it easily against the Browns. Alrighty. So as we mentioned earlier here in Football Friday, uh, the Buckeyes have their biggest test of the season by far. I mean, you know, we're talking this couple notches up in weight class here it's the Oklahoma Sooners they're not just a power five team they had uh, college football playoff aspirations and still do because they have a number three ranked team on their schedule if they were to split with Ohio State and Houston I think that would impress the selection committee to the point where the Sooners would definitely have played their way back into the playoff chase so a lot at stake for both teams the Sooners trying to get back into the chase and the Buckeyes trying to prove that they belong in the top five I'm skeptical of them and Michigan being top five teams but we're certainly going to find out this week if the Buckeyes have what it takes uh Bob just I mean how much is on the line for Ohio State in your mind I think a, a, a lot is I mean this is uh the marquee matchup of I mean Wisconsin did get that early win against LSU knocking off that team but this is your your fran- flagship uh school in your conference you know going out playing against a, a big time opponent and uh i think ohio state if they want to be considered in the playoff i, th- I think they have to win this game um, i don't think it would look good if if uh the loss to oklahoma is, is on their record late in the season so i think i think everything's on the line for both these teams i mean obviously oklahoma two losses you're, you're definitely out without that title game and OSU, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't want to to lose this game if if you have playoff aspirations. Yeah, I just think with Ohio State, you know, you've played two cupcakes in the non-conference. You've got to win the one legitimate game you scheduled in the non-conference. Otherwise, it's just going to be the Big Ten. And quite frankly, the Big Ten is not a very tough conference this year. So the the Buckeyes don't have, I in my opinion, a ton of opportunities to impress the committee. 
I don't think they can afford to let this game slip away from them um, because I, I just they need to take advantage of all the chances they can to impress the committee down the stretch. So this is a huge game. I, I think the loser of this game, it, it's hard to say for sure if Ohio State will be out of it because if they're a one-loss team, I think that'll give them a big advantage. But it certainly feels like an elimination game that, that the loser of this game won't make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. So, you know, going on the road for the first time, not just playing subpar opponents, but this is your first road trip as well. You know, what are you looking from that OSU offense as they go up against the Sooners? Well, I mean, we've mentioned this a lot, that there's a lot of uh, inexperience on the Ohio State Buckeyes, but JT Barrett is not one of those guys. He is one of the guys returning. He's their biggest playmaker. He's their quarterback. And so when you're going up against an offense like Oklahoma, you know, you need your best player on offense to step up. Not that JT Barrett hasn't stepped up. I'm not saying that at all, but he definitely needs to be the Heisman contender that he's capable of being in this game. This is going to be a big game. The spotlight's on him. He has a chance to really make a mark on this season. So I'm looking for him to step up and deliver uh, because of his experience, because he's the quarterback, and because the Buckeyes need him to on the road against such a high-flying offense. So uh, to me, I know it's an easy pick, but JT Barrett's the guy I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the OSU offense starts and ends with him. If he can't get going, uh, they're, they're in some tough sliding. Um you know, on the flip side, defensively, uh, this is a challenge. I mean, you got Baker Mayfield and Samaje Piran. Uh, I know Oklahoma lost again against Houston, but not to Baker Mayfield's fault. In that game, seventy-two percent completion percentage, three hundred twenty-three yards, no interceptions, and a and two touchdown passes. Um, so th that stopping that guy, but it's the combination of him and, and P Ryan that I think, uh, the OSU defense needs to focus in on. P Ryan hasn't had a breakout game yet in those first two games. This is a two time thousand yard rusher, uh, for the Sooners. So, you know, I think that starting off early, they're going to, they're going to shove P Ryan down, down the throat. And if that doesn't work, they're going to turn to their Heisman contender in Mayfield. All righty, Bob. So, uh, I said early on that Ohio State's probably going to lose this game. I still think they lose this game. Uh, what do you think? I think so as well. I think I think Oklahoma's going to kind of comfortably win it. Not not going to be a blowout, but by the end of the game, it's it might be you know, a 17-point win for them. I hope Ohio State can keep it to single digits because I think that that would show some development. I mean, they, they have such turn on this team. It's hard for me to pick them to win their first road game against such a juggernaut team. Um, but, you know, I, I would hope that the Ohio State can keep it close. But but I kind of agree with you. I think that it'll be a close game, but it'll slowly kind of creep Oklahoma's way during that mid-second to third quarter kind of portion of the game. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those yeah, things for that sure. the last it'll feel, the, yeah, it'll it'll feel close but then, you know, by the end you're like, wow, you know, Oklahoma was really in control of that for for quite a long time. So I, I think that's where where it's trending, but you know, hopefully hopefully we're wrong. But um early road test for the Buckeyes. It's good to see. Good to see Ohio State playing a, a big time game early in the year. It's been a while. You know, USC was probably the last time we've seen we saw that. Yeah, Virginia Tech could have been, but but True. unfortunately they scheduled Virginia Tech when they were kind of trailing off. So so it it was just unfortunate. They they tried, but it just circumstances were what they were. That's what yeah. happens when you schedule games ten years in advance. Yeah, yeah <laughs> very true, very true. 
All right, man. Uh, so so we're going to leave everyone here with a quick game of the week. Bob, what are you looking for in college? Which game catches your eye? Well, OSU's in the only top four team uh, playing a ranked opponent uh, going on the road. And I, I'm looking at Alabama going to Ole Miss. This is uh, the one loss that Alabama had on the record last year. Um, this is the, the type of offense uh, led by Chad Kelly that, that can give Alabama problems, gave him problems last year. Ole Miss beat them four years ago as well, I believe. So this is a, a team that uh, could give Alabama problems. Um, Alabama has never lost under Nick Saban um, in the revenge game. So a team has never beaten Alabama two years in a row. So I, I don't think Bama's really going to give anything up or, or, or drop this game. But going on the road against a, a good team in Ole Miss, it'll be interesting and, it, and it'll be fun to watch. My eyes are on that number two team, Florida State, heading to Louisville. Louisville trying to shake things up. They're like, hey, wait a second. Clemson, Florida State, we're pretty good too. We got Lamar Jackson, and he has played his way in that Heisman conversation. If he were to beat the Seminoles with Louisville and really shake up the ACC picture, that Heisman talk is going to go from volume to 10 to about um, 1,000. I mean, <laughs> you're not going yeah. to forget his name anytime soon. So that's definitely yeah. uh, a big-time game to watch as well. Um, for sure going going to the NFL man you know what catches your eye there uh Cincinnati at Pittsburgh wild card rematch I mean they better they need to have double the refs on the field for this one I think it's gonna get ugly fast and there are gonna be lots of flags uh, you have to tune in and just watch it because because of the drama that played out last in, in the playoffs yeah, and I'm actually going to take the other AFC wildcard rematch, Kansas City at Houston. Um, Houston upgraded at quarterback. Kansas City kind of manhandled them a bit. So we'll see if uh, Brock Osweiler can change the outcome uh, this time around in the regular season. Yeah, it's a good good, good match as, uh, as well. Uh, Houston looked pretty good uh, in week one. And Kansas City had to pull you know, pull something out of their hats to beat San Diego. I'm still trying to figure out how they came all the way back, but uh you know, yeah. kudos to them for, for that big comeback. But uh, alrighty, so that was a pretty jam-packed uh, football Friday. We had a little uh, high school football in there, uh, pro, college, everything. Uh, you know, tune in every Friday. We're going to do this uh, every week of the NFL season. We're gonna, just going to take a look ahead at the Browns matchup, and we'll throw in the Buckeyes in there too if we deem that they're playing a big enough game. You know, they, they got to play someone with some meat on them uh, in order to get sure. on football Fridays here. But thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back Monday with Clee Talk, and again, Follow us on Twitter at Fenley Road Sports. Come back to FenleyRoadSports.com and listen to our podcast. And you can subscribe via iTunes either through FenleyRoadSports.com or by searching Fenley Road Sports on iTunes. And until then, go Browns. All right, I'll see you, Chris. Go Browns. Take it easy, Bob.